Hello, Research Hole Super Nerds. This is a bonus episode just for you. Thank you for supporting me. Um, this episode is where Rebecca from the previous episode about the annual reminder and I talk more personally about, you know, our experiences coming out and our early experiences with the Pride Parade. Um, so it wasn't like the main thing we were covering, which is why I didn't include it, but um, I do think it's like a fun part of the conversation. Two things. One is that we talk about Pride in the past, in the future, but Pride is actually over at this point. Um, so Rebecca has reported to me that she did join her girlfriend for Dykes on Bikes. Go, Rebecca. Also, there's this great podcast I found after this about the history of philly pride specifically the parade and like how the parade is being revised it's um by billy penn and w-h-y-y so you can go check that out if you want um enjoy so do any of these stories get you excited for pride are you someone who like do you like to participate in pride are you like not into crowds like what what is what is your what happens for you in june so I came out uh, when I was 18, like about to go to college. And when I, and I went to a very, very liberal college. So like, but it was also like in the boonies. Um, okay. <laughs> Where did you so go? So I think I went to Hampshire College. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know it? Yeah. Um, Hampshire, I, I would always like, I was kind of like intimidated by a lot of the dykes at Hampshire because two, this was such a waste, but like two 18 year old me, like it always felt like everyone got their first dildo at 12. Like, oh yeah, I hear you. you know, I hear you. I really do hear you on this. Yeah. Like I was from not that kind of background and I, um, I was really, really new to being queer in college and like very early on like I I I met my first partner um because she was like oh there are like flyers for this femme group do you want to go do you want to go to this like femme group meeting and I was like what (laughs) (laughs) like like I only knew what gay meant like I didn't know that there were subtypes and at the time I I was of course she was like she was like when I think of femme I think of you like you with your lipstick and your skirts every day you know um and I like went to this femme group with her and like everyone was like talking about what femme meant to them and it was like very confusing for me because I didn't even know what butch was like as compared to femme and then they got to me like little Val and I was like I'm not sure I don't even know why I'm here (laughs) like I just like said this thing and like everyone got really quiet and I think they realized that like here's a girl who's like in a different place Um, yeah I hear you I hear you. Yeah. Did I? Did you have, what was your like college career <sighs> experience like? I definitely relate to this. Like I came out like whilst in college and I went to Haverford and I majored at Bryn Mawr. And if there's anything that's like defined at Bryn Mawr, it's like queer life. And I like didn't, I was like, where is the entry point? Like where's like, yeah. I, you know, there were just like, I felt like 
it was really like a lot of the people there I felt like came to college with experience and I was like okay where do I like start but I had like very good wonderful queer friends and like who I today are my queer family but um I definitely felt so intimidated (laughs) and like definitely had some similar moments of like I and I do remember there being like um a discussion of how like the word femme is being like co-opted by other groups and I was like I don't know what that means um and they were like yeah we're like gonna protest and like argue about this and I was like I literally don't know what we're talking about um like it is (laughs) so it is so in world and I'm so yeah I think it's like it's a really interesting thing to think about um if you're part of a group in the queer community like like I don't know that I'm in this obviously I'm not in this world now like I'm not really affiliated with any organization because I'm freelancing and I'm not whatever but like it's really great to have like not only an accepting queer community but like a queer community that is like big enough to be able to have discussions like this um yeah but I think your question of like where is the entry point like what about the people who want to enter is like a really port- important question that people should ask themselves. Yeah, I mean, I do feel like I had really good, some really good friendships and people were like, okay, you know, like this or that. But, um, you know, I, um, like the first, like the first person that I kind of like, we like, you know, we like dated is like, like lowercase d. Um she had she was like in multiple she would like was in an open relationship and um she had like a primary partner and this was like I was like I don't I don't really know what that means for me at 20 um and it was like kind of an overwhelming <laughs> experience and I remember like calling one of my queer friends who'd been out a lot longer than me and was like the person I think about when I think about like the person who came to college like with a dildo or whatever um (laughs) or like whatever you know her version of that is but um and I was like I just don't really understand like because like the girlfriend came to town and she was like oh like well I'll go out to dinner I was like I don't understand like what that means (laughs) and like yeah how does like the night end and like are we like am I like friends with this other person I was like totally overstimulated and and I was like I don't really understand I was like are there like rules that I'm supposed to have like known entering into like this dynamic (laughs) Did, did you wind up dating this person? No, I ended up being like, I think I don't want to go to dinner with like your primary partner. And then she was like, okay, I'm never going to see you again. And I was like, oh, did I like mess up a rule? Because I like didn't want to go to like. Oh, like, Rebe- little Rebecca. I know it was really, it was really, I'm very happily recovered from this experience. And I'm like, <laughs> very happy with my girlfriend and everything. But it was like very confusing. Um. And that's so valid. And no one told you that. That it's yeah. so valid to be like, yeah, that's not, I don't want to go to dinner with your primary partner. I don't want to have a relationship with your primary partner. But I was like, am I, does being queer mean I'm supposed to 
like I think I just like I was like okay if we like accept that being queer has a different rule set and I don't know the rules for any of these things and like clearly there's like some is there am I missing out on like some like social cues or something um but it was sort of like a weird I but yeah I think like the story that you told like resonates in the sense of like I feel like especially if you go to a small liberal arts school like let's be honest about that for sure but there are really well-defined queer spaces often at liberal arts schools and it can be really hard to enter them um and to feel like maybe you're coming out like with no experience in the middle of college or on your way to college and it feels like some people are there and they've like had multiple partners and they've like seen every movie and read all of the books and you know that can feel like this huge gap yeah and I think for me I got so overwhelmed in college that I I didn't really date except for that one first person and that exploded very badly um and I my friends I had some of my best friends in college were gay boys because (laughs) um they they were more like uh Hampshire College at the time was like it was in the Pioneer Valley near um you know um like all these girls schools and Mm -hmm. there was like a huge lesbian community and like not much of a gay male community at least not at Hampshire um so I feel like and and the two um men who are like still some of my best friends um who I was really close to like they also had the experience of like having having been like in not very accepting high schools and were navigating like their identities in a way that felt more ignore felt more like me you know Mm -hmm. um even though they had partners and they were having sex and like I was not um but then after college I moved like after like a very tumultuous first year after college I wound up moving to New York City and immediately I like found my people and um I started going to Pride and the first few years yeah I was in New York I lived in New York for about three-ish years and I went to Pride every year um and I went to Dyke March and at that point Pride was huge for me Mm -hmm. like really joyful really affirming and I was still, like, I've been through a lot of phases with, like, how I look and stuff. Like, I was pretty straight passing. Um, but I felt like at Pride and Dyke March, I was visible in a way that I wasn't normally. And, mm-hmm. you know, I I have lots of <laughs> pics of me being, like, very, like, blissfully <laughs> drunk, like, wearing a lot of rainbow shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love that. I yeah. love that. And I, I remember one time like someone coming up to me and my friends and they were doing a poll. They were like queer and like probably affiliated with some New York college. And they were trying to ask us about pride and commercialization mm. and how we felt about it. And like I did not, I was still at that point not able to 
see the commercialization of pride. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I was like, I don't know. I don't know how old you are if you're much younger than me. I'm guessing you're a little younger. I'm 37 now. I'm 27. I w- okay, yeah. So um, I was in New York like in the late aughts. So 2008 to 2011. And I think that there were maybe a business or two that had pride floats. But it wasn't the majority of the parade. Yeah. Like, the, the majority of the parade were still, like, organizations. Um, and I was, like, I was kind of, like, oh, like, I thought these people were being, who polled us, were being very, like, downers. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, pride is great. I love pride, you know. Mm-hmm. And and then, you know, like stuff happened in my life. I moved a bunch. And um, eventually I moved to Philly with Carmen, who was then my girlfriend. And Carmen hates parades. Um, mm. So we, we would still go to Dyke March in Philly sometimes, but we didn't go to pride. Um, okay. And so I hadn't been to Pride for many years. And then I happened to be in San Francisco in the year that gay marriage was legalized nationally Mm. by the Supreme Court. Okay, Um, okay. And I was feeling so many feelings about that, Um, especially because, like, Carmen and I were not in the same place, and that felt bad, you know? Like, I wanted to be with her during that time. Mm. Um, so I wound up going to San Francisco Pride, which was like around that same weekend. Mm. Wow. And that sounds fun. <laughs> you know, it does. But I was alone. I was a lot yeah. older. I was also on a work trip. Mm. Um, and I went to the parade. I hadn't been to the parade in like years and years. Okay. I will say I went to San Francisco the day that um, the Supreme Court made that decision. And like that was just a party okay. on the street. And, <laughs> and that was that was beautiful. People were like dancing in the street. Um, but Pride was like a couple days later. I went to that and it was like fucking Dropbox had a float. Yeah, yeah. And like... <laughs> You know what I mean? I, like, yeah. I was just watching, like, Facebook and Dropbox and, like, all of these tech yeah. companies with their floats. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, I actually hate this. Yeah, yeah. And I felt like the people around me, like, maybe some of them were queer, but, like, it, I felt like the people watching the parade were, like, not queer. I felt like yeah. they were observer observers. And that was the last Pride Parade I've ever been to. Okay, okay. Um. So I think I have really good memories of Pride from when I first came out. And that one just put like a really bad taste in my mouth. Okay. That's fair. That's what about fair. you? Ugh, I just feel like someone's going to like drag me on the internet. But I have never been to Pride because I don't like crowds. and I'm not a big drinker. So yeah. it's never seemed like that appealing. I do go to Outfest and I first happened upon Outfest like as a tween it's like I spent a lot of time as a kid like wandering around Philadelphia like whenever I could get away from my parents and just like wander around and I remember it was um 
it was I just like happened upon Outfest like I did not have any self-awareness but (laughs) I walked around Outfest um one fall when I was you know maybe like 15 or 16 and I go as an adult to Outfest um and I actually like I love a parade um and I love like the more Americana that a parade is like the more small town and I can like eat a hot dog the better but um I've never been to a pride parade and I'm definitely turned off by the corporate stuff I just feel like you just like can't go into a bank without them trying to advertise a credit card that has a pride flag on it and you're just like what even is this <laughs> and yeah um, like something yeah. really turned in like I want to say 2015 like maybe not maybe like 2017 like it's pretty extreme I'd say yeah yeah um and it feels like whiplash right like for sure when when I was uh, in my young 20s in New York um out which was only the aughts like it wasn't that long ago yeah but I feel like what did you people would be like what did you do this weekend and I would say I went to pride and like that was not what everyone did sure like or what was on everyone's radar and I also like got hollered at way more than I do now on the street for being gay you know what I mean yeah like just different stuff Um, yeah yeah and it's like it's it's hard not to be bitter. Well, we'll see what happens this year, right? It's a new organization that's designing Pride. They're doing it without corporate sponsorship, so it'll you know be on the bells tabling. They're, um, I think it'll be really cool. Definitely, I think the people involved are amazing, and Galay is amazing. Um, so I am looking forward to this year. Um, my girlfriend does ride a motorcycle, so we're like, is thinking, she in dike on bikes? We're thinking about doing the, the dike on, the dikes on bikes thing. <laughs> oh my God. You, you should just to say you've done it. We've been thinking about it. The thing is, this doesn't matter, but I, we don't have a second helmet, so I need to like go get a helmet <laughs> if I'm going to do it and like, you know, or we can like, but anyway, um, we've never done it and we were like, maybe we'll do this. <laughs> Oh, you got it. I think you should. I I know, like, it's hard when you hate crowds and pride is is so, such an overwhelming crowd. But maybe you can somehow, like, get on the bike, hug your girlfriend's waist. She's the (laughs) one who rides, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And then, like, hop off and, like, disappear right away. Yeah. No, that's what I'm thinking. Well, I have to go table. So I think, like, we'll do that in the morning. And then I'll go, like, finish tabling. I'll, like, make Joey start tabling. Um, That's what I'm thinking about. But, um, yeah, it is. I do feel like people have these, like, very defining moments of, like, being at Pride. And, like, it's, you know, super this moment where you're like you're visible you're with your queer family you're you're doing this and I um I'm not sure like what inside me doesn't attract me to because I love the neighborhood I spend lots of time in the neighborhood and I know there are people who don't do that um and I love going to events all around the city um but it's just something about pride that has never like you know I think honestly I'm just like not into drinking enough to be like that interested in drinking the whole day um but uh yeah that's kind of been 
my relationship to a pride parade. <laughs> I think the the ideal pride would be if you knew somebody who was on the parade, whose apartment was on the parade route, hmm. where you could like be in a private space but look through the window at all the stuff. Yeah. If I could like, like be in not- a tent, you know, like even if I were outside and I could be in a tent and have like a certain amount of personal space, like that would be fine too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Um, crowd anxiety people for us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For a different kind of pride. Yeah. No, I mean, this year they're going to have like a low, they're going to have like a low sensory space. So really? Yeah. They're going to do a low sensory space. There's going to be a sober block like I think it'll you know it could be really cool there's gonna there's gonna be Kiki Alley that has performers doing performances if you want to like see people perform and then um the low sensory space is gonna be kind of geared towards maybe like older folks or people who are neurodivergent who need like low energy kind of environment um but I feel like it'll also be for quiet people who are like a little less into being like in the thick of the party. Yeah. Yeah. I have so much like crowd stuff. I maybe this will be the year I go. Yeah. You should come. We'll have a table. Come. come hang out at our table. We're going to get oh, we got one of it. those like Wheel of Fortune spinny things. And I'm going to ask oh, people like a true or false fact about the neighborhood, and then they'll spin it for a prize. <gasps> That's so cute. <laughs> So if, if you're going to Philly Pride, you should definitely stop by the Beyond the Bell Tours booth, yeah, too. Yeah, just going to be giving stuff away. 